evening, glorious humans of the internet. Welcome to another episode of the Team Ability No Excuses podcast, bringing real talk to matters of disability with no excuses. Chad, Andy, and Brett, ready to rant, laugh, potentially cry. I don't. I got nothing to cry about this week. Um, so I think it's going to be a good week. Uh, and <laughs> maybe I don't. I don't know why I'm saying that. It's going to be a good week because I've got nothing to cry about. Anyways, we'll get to that later. Um, yeah. Glad that you have joined us once again, and uh, and say hi, gentlemen, because I don't know why I do the opening every week, but but it's it's been it's been my job, so we'll just keep her going. Say hi, boys. You know, I'm offended all of a sudden, and we're only we're less than a minute in. Brett, you yeah, you, you every uh, every week you uh, you say Chad, Andy, and Brett. Yes, you're right. Why not? Why not? Why not Chad, Brett, and Andy, or? Uh, Andy, Brett, and myself, or Brett, Andy, and myself. Ah, damn it! You're uh, listen. You're not even a millennial. How? Why are you so easily offended? Uh, you know, I'd give you the real reason, but uh, this is a no excuses podcast. Oh, fair enough. So, I like yeah. it. Stick it to the tagline. Well done. Well done. What's up, Andy? How much, man? I uh, doing well. It is. It's very hot, but uh, other than that, um. One of the perks of doing a uh, podcast over the internet is I could sit in my uh, home office in a in a tank top and talk to you to you uh, great uh, great human beings. Oh. So. A couple of weeks ago, you guys, uh, I did the teaser on the Go Train. You might remember, and if you've been checking out those, thanks so much for that. We've uh, found success in doing those teasers. I've had two of my three children do a, a teaser video with me now, so I guess the next one is Colby, and he's only four, so we'll see how that one goes. Um, but as I was on the Go Train, and, and we weren't gonna, uh, we hadn't really uh, chatted about this, boys. I didn't even tell you this story, but it was just one of those. Brett, Andy, I'm sure you know one of those type of people who has a disability and a very substantial chip on their shoulder about it and sort of hates the world and is just very bitter this this wonderful lady got on the go train uh, on the way home from medieval times and spent the day at exhibition uh, place um going to medieval times with my kids that day and then on the way home yeah this young lady was having none of it uh she was ranting and ranting and ranting and i think the bulk of her bitter attitude uh happened to be because uh she was in a power chair um and um uh, obviously had some uh limited sight issues as well uh, because the bulk of her rant was about braille and how there wasn't enough braille on the go trains to indicate um where the, for example, the the, um, the do not touch strip, that yellow strip that you're not supposed to touch, the emergency strip on the go train, there wasn't braille to say do not touch. So <laughs> if you didn't know, you know, you could stop the train. And she's just going on and on and on. And I thought, man, some people are. I'm pretty sure there is braille. Is there? I don't know. She was not having it. She was in a, she must have had a bad day. Somebody altered her cornflakes or something in the morning. Who knows? Do you think she's a, she's a, a long time go train rider and the attendants are just like here we go again i generally read that body language from the uh the attendant yeah um there's always of course the attendant in the accessibility car um and uh yeah he uh he clearly knew this young lady you could tell by his body language and uh i don't imagine this is the first type of conversation like this that this young lady had had with a go train attendant this kind of makes me shake my head well i mean it- how am I going to say this properly? <laughs> properly? <laughs> do we do we play the politically correct game on the No Excuses podcast? 
No, no. I just want to make sure. I- There's nothing you can do about a bitter cripple. Amen, brother. Amen. But but that's the thing. I I, I would guarantee you, if she wasn't uh, differently abled, she would find something else to complain about, right? 100%, like, yeah. So I don't. There are bitter people able-bodied people all over the world just just turn on your social media of your of your choosing <laughs> there, there's been marginalized groups for hundreds of thousands of years yeah and, and all of a sudden and, and i get it because obviously i make differently able oh my god i use that word <laughs> you are a person with a difference um, of ability Yes, but you know sometimes it's you go too far for the cause. Mm-hmm. Well, but that what cause? That's her cause, right? Well, that's it. Like it's her cause, but it's relatable to marginalized groups or persons with a difference of ability. Or to me, and again. I'm making a gross generalization, but good word, Andy. Good word. That that's the, that's the kind of person that is uh, is back in line at Tim Hortons after they've ordered their coffee to tell the uh, poor uh, student worker that their coffee's too cold or too hot or whatever. Like it's the type of person that tells you you didn't fart right (laughs) nothing they do is or nothing that anybody does for them is good enough right so it's not it's not exclusive to persons with disabilities that that is just her soapbox and again i'm i'm speculating maybe she had a bad day i i don't know doesn't matter what you do um negative people are just going to be negative right so yeah yeah it's, it's just the way it is well uh yeah whoever she is wherever she is i hope that uh, her day got better but like like you said andy i i suspect it wasn't even the day that she had it's just that that type of person and that, that that much sort of negativity what do you uh what's coming up for you what's coming up for you in the next uh this weekend or is it yeah in the next little while Mr. Brett. So, so I've always wanted to attend the Honda Indy, which was called the Molson Indy when we were lots younger. And so tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday, and by Monday, I'll probably be as uh, red as a tomato. Um, I'm going to go down to, uh, to the Indy and hopefully not go deaf. Uh, because it's really, really, really loud down there. But uh, I went to high school with a guy who drives IndyCar now, and there's a uh, a driver who's not driving now because he's injured, and uh, his name's uh, Robert Wickens. But uh, he's going to be driving the pace car uh, the, during the weekend we, using hand controls. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, – I found that really, really cool, and I, I just want to go down there and uh, meet him. And even though he's got a super positive personality, just uh, let him know that uh, even though he's now a person with a difference of ability, that uh, life doesn't stop. 
That's cool. Um, this ge- gentleman had uh, he had an accident. Then he was uh, he was sort of bo- born as an able-bodied. Yeah, yeah. He was he was an in- IndyCar driver, and uh, wow. last year uh, uh, he either hit a fence or he hit a wall and uh, shattered a vertebrae in his lower back. Wow. So uh, he's doing rehab, and he's doing quite well. To be perfectly honest, I- I've been following his uh, his journey from uh, the get-go there and uh he's uh he'll probably never drive professionally again because uh he doesn't have the uh the the flexion in his ankles anymore mm. but uh maybe uh maybe we'll make an exception and uh, allow him to uh drive with hand controls yeah in- yeah i was just gonna say and again this is the non-driver speaking but i mean if he can drive a pace car with hand controls couldn't he drive a, an indy car with hand controls <laughs> Well, I think it depends on how quick his reflexes are. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I got to be honest. I'm a, I'm a sports guy. We've talked about it before. But um, I don't see the appeal of watching um, cars go around a track. Like, I don't I – don't. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say cars turn left because yeah, that, I would that, stop you right there. That would be NASCAR, right? They turn left and right. It's a road. Course. Okay. I'm with Andy. I mean, uh, I don't, I can't. So you explain, please, for us, for your dear friends, your dear podcast friends, and for the entire internet, what the appeal is of going to watch cars race. Uh, I have a sports bucket list, and this uh, a car race is on my bucket list. That's fair enough. I, do you have any, um, like, do you watch it outside of? Of course. Of course. Okay. Um, I do. Uh, I have a, a street course on my bucket list, and I have an oval on my bucket list. And I'm probably going to the Indianapolis 500 next year, so I'll get that done within 12 months of each other. Wow. I mean, like, what do you do? And uh, like, I don't know. Do you do you make signs? Do you cheer for drivers? I I, I don't. I, I don't know. I, uh, maybe I sound like a like a jerk here, but I, I just don't even see the appeal. But I mean, I'm going to celebrate not being deaf by Monday morning. Okay, cool, cool. So because, because if I because if I'm deaf, if I'm deaf on Monday morning, then I'm a person uh, with multiple differences of ability. <laughs> Have you been to a race before, Brett? I am a race virgin. <laughs> um, funny enough, um, me and my buddy BJ, we got it, one of our clients that we got when he was when we were still working together. He was uh, he was trying to get into NASCAR, but um, but he was deaf, so we did a whole promotional package for him, included a video, and so. We had to go to Western New York to film him um, at the racetrack, and uh, but it was cool. We got to go down with the pit crew and uh, all that stuff. And at that level, of race um, at that level of racing, pit crew is basically his dad and his uncle, right? Like, mm. they don't have a whole whole thing. But when we were filming. Um, I just sat like in the in the bleachers, I guess, the grandstands. I don't know what, what you call them, but um, seats in the seats, <laughs> and like 
there's no spot where you can see the whole track and i don't i don't i i just don't see the appeal like bj was going around different spots getting different angles and stuff but for me there as the guy who's not working the camera like, I, yeah. I don't I don't I don't see the the draw I guess cuz Yeah so you just kind of have to find a spot yeah at the track and then just cuz sort of wait for the cars to come by again like I mean they all drive by and then you're just like okay I got to wait till the next lap now Like are there monitors you or see, like <laughs> you see if you go to certain tracks uh especially an oval track they're they're so big and the grandstands are so high that you will be able to see the entire track. All right, now let's bring it home here for not bring it home, but bring it back to, you know, the sort of subject of, of accessibility here because of course that is the content of our of our podcast and not racing. Do you have how did are there wheelchair seats for the Honda Indy? Like how does that work? I I have scouted it out and apparently there are spots. Um, I probably should have investigated further, <laughs> but I, but I'm going in there, like I said, a blind virgin. So, you know, it'll, it'll be an experience. So it's not, right. it's general admission. It's not tomorrow, 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 uh, it's fan day. So, uh, everybody's free. Um, and then Saturday and Sunday, um, I've got pit passes, so I can go into the pits and uh, hobnob with uh, the pro drivers, and uh, then uh, yeah, and then there's only general admission accessible seating. Yes, huh. general admission accessible seating. I'm I'm curious as to how that works. We'll have to chat about it once it's uh, once it's all said and done, Brett, and you could tell us uh, how what your view was like and uh, and everything else. We've talked a little bit about travel in the past. Actually, we did a whole episode dedicated to travel and some of the hurdles around it. But, uh, yeah, I'm getting on a plane uh, Saturday morning. We're, we're recording currently on uh, Thursday night, so about a day and a half here uh, Saturday morning. I will be flying from Toronto to Cancun and then going into the Mayan Riviera for not only a vacation, which I'm very excited about, but a, a kid-free vacation for my very first time ever doing that. So uh, myself, my wife, Crystal, and our two cousins are... Are, uh, who are also leaving their two daughters behind are uh, going to get some adult time in Mexico, which is pretty fantastic. Yeah, you've been on a vacation prior to your kids. Yes, I just you're, you're yes. No, I don't mean it. I shouldn't say a kid-free vacation. We've done weekends here and there, but nothing like you know leaving the entire continent. Not oh, not the continent because it's Mexico. I'm, I'm clearly not very smart today, uh, but uh, yeah, never well, the, never going on an airplane for a week away from our kids. Nothing like that. The internet wants to know who's taking care of your children. The internet wants to know. Um, inquiring minds want to know. Um, I'm blessed, uh, as I think I might have mentioned before, to have my mom and dad uh, right next door. Brett, you know that well because last time you were in the hammer, we went next door and had a beer with my dad. Um, so my folks are going to watch them for a couple days. My cousins are going to take them to the metropolis of St. Thomas, Ontario for uh, two or three days at their place. Uh, and then uh, good friends of ours are going to take them uh, to their uh, their campsite, their trailer as well for a few days as well. So they've got a, a packed a packed up week. I don't. I, w- I would say they're not going to miss us, but I mean, I, I, they, they'll miss their mother. I think they'll miss their mother. They won't miss their dad too much. So you know, now that I know that you're going to be, uh, or your your parents are going to be 
kid free for a few days. I might go visit. That's it. Go have a beer with Bob's. It's always cold. His beer fridge is always stacked. Um. So who? I I think I know the answer already, but who sets up vacations? Is it? Do you say? Hey, we should go check out Mexico, or does Crystal do that? <laughs> we talked a little bit uh, last week about if you're going somewhere on vacation, you check the accessibility, yep. right? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, does does Chris? I, like I said, I, I think I know the answer, but yeah, um, was all the legwork. <laughs> Definitely did, did actually not so much the legwork about this particular resort. Uh, we've got a great travel agent that uh, has helped us out there, um, and um, this trip was sort of born. Um, uh, it was actually this. The trip was sort of born on New Year's Eve. Uh, is, which is a sort of a weird story, but we've talked openly on the podcast about my little niece, Brooklyn, and her Down syndrome and all the heart um, complications and a lot of battles that she's had in the first year and a bit of her life. So we always, for the last few years, have spent New Year's Eve with her parents, um, two very close friends of ours. Um, and we couldn't do that this year because they were by Brooklyn's side at the hospital. So we went and spent New Year's Eve with our two cousins who we are going to Mexico with, uh, and they were showing us pictures of their uh, resort that they stayed at in the Mayan Riviera, which is we're actually staying at a different resort this time. But um, but the trip was sort of born that night, and uh, we kind of realized that uh, that if we if we managed to leave the children at home, we could go a lot cheaper than <laughs> than having to you know bring. Uh, well, we've got a family of five, and they've got a family of, uh, of four, so there would be nine of us if we had all of our kids. Um, and uh, yeah, so it was sort of born that way. And then in terms of the legwork of of accessibility um a lot of that was uh some research and then our our travel agent sort of helped us pick the resort um we are hoping that um the room because they even in booking the room uh, the resort in advance uh, they tell you that they can't guarantee um an accessible room in terms of now i shouldn't i should back up and say that like the path to the room will be accessible but it may not be you know the bigger bathroom or whatever the case may be but of course they will try to accommodate that on site so we're hoping for uh for a barrier free uh sort of experience last summer i was lucky enough to uh, go to um the dominican republic uh with my with my parents and my kids uh we went uh seven of us down and um that was sort of my first time my first time on an airplane since i was eight years old and uh my first time in that part of the world uh not sort of knowing what to expect in terms of accessibility around the resort um i will tell you right now uh that the beaches i'm i'm looking forward to sitting on a beach but i mean i'll i'm sure i'll have lots to talk about on the on the podcast uh when i come back because i don't know if they'll have the accessible gazebo as they did when we went to the dominican the little sort of hut where i got to hide in the in the shade i've told the story on the podcast before about how i had to crawl across you know like a massive amount of beach to get into the water uh with my kids because i wanted to go swimming in the ocean with my children um and uh, the only way to do that was to crawl across the beach. Um, so I don't know if I'll have to do something similar uh, this time, but uh, I'm sure I'll have lots of stories to tell. Um, how much, uh, Brett, have you, how much flying have you done on, on airplanes? Uh, on airplanes? As opposed to like with the wings that, I don't know, I don't know where I was going with that. I shouldn't have had it to clarify on airplanes. How much flying have you done, Brett? There we go. That's a, that's a much better statement. 
don't don't take that one out in, in post, Andy. I want the internet to know how stupid I am. How much flying have you done on airplanes as opposed to, you know, with your wings you just flying through the sky? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you clarified because I was going to tell the internet that I flap my wings every day. But, um, you know, I've done an, an, enough commercial flying and I have a friend who has his pilot's license and he took me up last summer and I hope he takes me up this summer. And ironically, my uncle works for Air Canada and he's taken me up uh, privately five or six times in 25 years. He's been married to my aunt. Well, there you go, man. See, we're flying Air Canada on Saturday. Jeez, I should have, you know. Yeah, you know, reached out to my resources. I, I, I've flown Air Canada. I've liked it. I've flown uh, WestJet. I've liked it. I've flown Sunwing. I nearly died. Um, and uh, I think down the road here, I might be flying Air Transat in the next uh, few months. So. Okay. Yeah. The only the last the trip last year was Air Transat. Uh, this will be Air Canada. Um, so uh, yeah, I am. The flying, I, I, I don't like. Like I said, last year was the first time I've been on an airplane since I was eight years old. Since I was a kid, uh, my kids' first time on an airplane last year, so that was pretty fantastic. I am not a fan of aisle chairs. We've talked about that, I think, on the podcast, and I, I just I've never felt more like Hannibal Lecter in my life as they strap you into the the aisle chair and, and wheel you to your seat. But I mean, I just generally hate feeling useless. So there's that. Yeah, but what, how, how else are they supposed to do it? I get it. I get it. Yeah, there's not there's not much else they can do. Yeah. Okay, so I want to sort of switch focus a little bit. Uh, this is really cool. We have our we have our first ever question from a listener. This is really rad. If you were listening a few episodes back, uh, we had a wonderful uh, friend of Andy's who has uh, become a, a, a friend of mine as well, I suppose, and uh, British Sam. <laughs> British Sam has to. We had Sam Loker on the on the podcast a little while ago, uh, and he's become a, a fan of the show, listening to all the episodes. And he contacted me over social media, texted me, um, telling me that he had listened to one of the episodes and challenged me with a question. And I thought I'd sort of answer it and then throw it to you guys and see if you had something else. Um, so I will. Uh, I'll just read read the question uh, verbatim here as I have it. This it came from the a couple weeks back. I told the story of. Um, being passed over in uh, a high school musical production. It was when we were talking about um, um, Ali Stroker and her big win for uh, for herself and for uh, the disabled community. And I was talking about being passed over uh, basically because of my chair and how that really bothered me. And I abstained from doing the show because of it. Um, Sam's question, uh, he, he says some nice things. He says, I was, I was very impacted by your Fiddler on the Roof story in the podcast. I felt quite challenged as I thought about how I would have handled the situation if I had been there. I appreciated the way you told the story. I had a follow-up question, and he says, if they had given the part of the grandpa in the wheelchair to someone who didn't use a wheelchair, would that be wrong? Um, and so that's basically, that was the story. I, I was cast, um, because of my chair, I was cast as the village grandpa and they were going to rent an old timey type wheelchair, push me on and off stage and uh, let me sing in the show as the village grandpa. And I just like, Nope, I don't want to do that because that was demeaning. And I made that, at least that's the way that I took it. Um, so Sam's question was if they had given that role to someone who didn't use a wheelchair, would that be wrong? And, um, I mean, Boy, how do I answer that? They ended up obviously casting the elder 
uh, in the show, and uh, and they just didn't use a chair. They had a uh, they had the grandpa in the show come out and use a cane, uh, and I guess no. I mean, it wasn't wrong. They did what they had to do to to fill the role. It was my choice to leave the show, um, and uh, so I don't blame them for for doing what they did. I I, I went to the show. I I bought tickets. I think two of the three nights, and because I had a lot of friends that were in the show, I wanted to support the show. Um, and uh, yeah, I just I just wasn't in it as a cast member. I don't think that they were wrong for, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't think that they were wrong for casting. Uh, obviously, changing the role a little bit. Um, I probably would have felt weirder if they um, would have still done the old timey type wheelchair thing and wheeled them on and off the stage. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think they were wrong. Any thoughts around it, boys? Well, so if you remember. Um, you talked about, I think it was Glee. Yep. And uh, I, I, I don't, I, maybe I've seen one episode. I don't know. They, they do <laughs> in the but yeah, you talked about how you were a little um, taken back by the fact that uh, that guy actually is not in a wheelchair, yeah. right? Yeah, the character, the, 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 I forget the actor's name, but he played the character Artie, who was one of the main characters in the show. Uh, and had a wheelchair and, and to be fair was one of my favorite characters on the show because he had a great sense of humor and he would make a bunch of wheelchair jokes and <laughs> i love doing that stuff um but yeah the actor that played the role uh didn't obviously need the wheelchair they just cast him in the wheelchair but but i think you said at one point that you were you were kind of surprised that they couldn't find anybody with with the talent um who's actually in a wheelchair right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I might be reading into Sam's question a little bit too much, but is it a double standard for you that being a wheelchair user, you wouldn't take the grandpa role and then you expect <laughs> a wheelchair role to be cast on TV by somebody who's actually in a wheelchair? No, that's a great question, man. That's a really good question, and uh, there's a lot of validity to it. Um, it probably is double standard or hypocritical of me to say no, I won't do that, and then get mad when they, when they, when they do it elsewhere. Um, I can only speak for 14 year old me because I was in grade nine when this when this show happened, um, and my big reason for for not being a part of the show was I didn't like that. That's how they were going to involve me. Um, but you're right in that it probably is uh, sort of hypocritical or, or a double standard to rant when they when they have to uh, cast a uh, person who doesn't need the chair in a wheelchair role. That was part of the reason that I really liked what they did with the Glee project. And that's when we started talking about that, that with Ali Stroker um, having that role on the Glee project. And then and they ended up casting her as Artie's, as Artie's girlfriend, which was quite funny because it ended up, you know, We've talked before about this their stereotype that uh, people in wheelchairs have to have to date other people in wheelchairs or things like that. But um, it's uh, <laughs> I mean, it's literally happened to me multiple times. People have seen my my wedding ring. And when they find out I'm married, they ask if my wife is in a wheelchair, too. I think it's a it's an interesting question, though, because. It, if we're being completely honest, I don't know that the talent pool for people with difference of abilities is as rich 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm with you. No, it's, it's just not, yeah. right? So I think your issue with the the casting choice was the fact that you were better you were good enough to have a main role. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. And at the risk of sounding like I was king shit at fourteen years old, that's not what this is about. But I, there was there. I thought if if my legs worked, I could have a lead in this show. Not maybe the lead, but a, a much stronger role. But because of my chair, I'm being told that I have to be grandpa, and that's what I was like. Nope, I'm not having any piece of it. I genuinely wanted to thank Sam, though, for sending me that question. Um, it, one, because it shows what a fan of the, of the podcast that he is. And, and I've had the utmost respect for him being a person of, um, of you know, not with a person of a disability who, who appreciates our perspective on everything. And we've had him on uh, for an entire episode. But thanks for that question. And, and if you are continuing to listen, if you're if you're ever listening to the episode and, and want to ask those questions, I think it's really rad. And, uh, and we can try to bring our own perspective and, and answer those as, as much as we can. Well, Brett, enjoy your enjoy your weekend uh, in uh, in the six and uh, and Andy, you enjoy yourself, and I will enjoy myself in Mexico. I think maybe it's probably uh, probably fair to say that the next time you hear an episode, I might not even be on it. So enjoy not hearing my voice uh, as we keep striving to have uh, these weekly episodes come out. You guys have been incredibly supportive, and we really appreciate that. Once again, you can go back and check out all previous episodes on whatever podcasting device you are using spotify apple podcasts anchor whatever it may be we deeply appreciate the support uh you guys have been awesome and frankly we just love ranting to the internet and today was a day of rant so thanks boys i appreciate your time